Welcome to the Conversation of Money podcast. I am your host, Peter Komalafe. This is where we talk about money and all things personal finance, where we help you make the best financial decisions possible because money is a tool and life is for living. All right, so last week I had a conversation with someone um, and this conversation has spurred this episode. And I want to talk specifically about interest-only mortgages and why, in my humble opinion, it's something that you should not be using unless you have an exit strategy on how you're going to pay off the balance of an interest-only mortgage. Uh, Now, I do a lot of coaching with individuals, and oftentimes when someone wants to book coaching with me, I often offer them a 30-minute discovery call. And on that call, it's just a great opportunity for us to kind of get to know one another. I can understand a little bit about why why you're on a call with me, and I can offer, you know, some support that may not necessarily lead to us doing any one-on-one coaching. And this was, this is what happened uh, with the call last week. We didn't progress to a coaching session, but I was able to give her a few pointers within that 30-minute call um, that helped her. And I want to share this because this is really important. Your mortgage is probably going to be one of the biggest commitments that you are going to make financially. And so understanding when an interest-only mortgage is likely going to be a good idea and when it's not is paramount. It's critical for you to understand. And in the instance of this person who I had a call with last week, they were at this stage of life where they were winding down. They were almost at that retirement stage. And unfortunately, there were two interest-only interest mortgages uh, that were hanging over her. And look, she's done extremely well. She's managed to got, get a, a buy-to-let property, which is doing pretty well for her. She's also got a residential mortgage. But both of those were on interest-only mortgages. And so none of the capital had been paid down. And that's problematic because there wasn't an exit strategy behind it. Now, I think to have this conversation in full context and understanding, we have to talk about what an interest-only mortgage is and the opposite side of that coin being a full repayment mortgage and just understand how they're different. So with an interest-only mortgage, what you're essentially doing is you are agreeing within a mortgage contract to pay the interest on the capital, the amount that the mortgage lender gives you to purchase a property. So let's just break down a very simple example. Let's just say you have a property of £200,000 you wanted to borrow. You have a 10% deposit, and that means that you're going to be borrowing around about £180,000, roughly, right? Now, with an interest-only mortgage, the lender will give you, let's say, an interest rate of 2.5%, and you are agreeing to simply pay the interest rate of 2.5% for as long as your mortgage agreement basically runs for. Now, on the surface, that doesn't seem too bad because you know, if you've taken out a two-year fixed rate or a three-year fixed rate, you may initially think, okay, well, after the initial period ends, I'll put it onto a full repayment mortgage. But what has what tends to happen, I've seen this happen quite a bit through my career, is because people get caught up in their day-to-day lives and just going about business, when they get to that remortgage point, they just put it on the same, the same mortgage offering. So an interest-only mortgage, and it continues. And the danger that you have with interest-only mortgages, because you're only paying the interest, so the 2.5% interest that the bank is giving you for this £180,000 loan to buy this property you're never paying down any of the £180,000 that you originally borrowed. And people forget this. And it's easy to forget this because 
if you're not necessarily a mortgage expert or you don't necessarily pay much attention to that kind of minutiae detail, you'll forget that actually you still have £180,000 outstanding. And that's the big danger that I often see. Now, the flip side to an interest-only mortgage is a full repayment mortgage. And a full repayment mortgage does exactly what it says on the tin. You're paying the interest and the capital, the £180,000, over the course of your mortgage. So you may have gone for a 25-year or 30-year mortgage. By the end of your full term, your 25- or 30-year mortgage, all of the debt is paid off. The interest is paid off, the capital is paid off. And therefore, you can then decide, well, I have an asset that I now own outright. It's mine. It belongs to me. You can then decide whether... You want to sell it, downsize, and release some equity, some capital to fund something else that you might be passionate about. I don't know, another buy-to-let property. With an interest-only mortgage, you never get that privilege. At the end of your 25-30 year term, you've got to cough up £180,000 to the mortgage lender because that's the amount that you owe. And I've seen this so many times, and this was at the instance with the potential customer that I was or client I was speaking to last week. And unfortunately for her, um, in my analysis, I had to break bad news. I mean, she's done extremely well. She's got a buy-to-let in London, valued higher than the amount she actually owes on it. And the residential property also has quite a bit of value uh, to it as well. But the combination of the two debts meant that, unfortunately, because she was at the end of her mortgage term, So at the end of her 25, 30 year mortgage term, she's of an age where she can't easily remortgage. Unfortunately, she's she's between a rock and a hard place because she has to fork up the money that she borrowed, interest only, to the mortgage lender. And this is why I say it's really important for you to have an exit strategy. What is your exit strategy? Back in the day, people would take out endowment policies, which would pay a chunk of money. But there was a scandal in the 1990s. Endowment policies never performed as they should have done. And so many people found themselves in the position where this potential client found herself in, where she's now staring down the barrel of quite a large sum of money that she needs to cough up to give to the bank. And unfortunately, it's not something that you can just ignore. According to the mortgage agreement, at the end of the term, you have to pay up that amount. And if you don't, they, the banks, the, the mortgage provider has the right to repossess your property. And she was very, very close to that. And so whilst I had to deliver a little bit of bad news, what we were able to do was to get her to actually speak to her lenders to say, look, you've written to me three times. Yes, I haven't responded just yet, but let's open dialogue right now so that we can start to figure out what we need to do. And so this is really important. I know that many of you who listen to the podcast and watch the YouTube channel, you're not, you know, at that sunset phase of your life, that older phase of your life where you're getting ready to retire. Most of you will be 24 to 44. That's my main demographic. And so you still have time on your side. But I think having this conversation right now is crucial because I want you to be able to make the right decision to know the difference between an interest only and a full repayment mortgage. And so I do want to talk a little bit about some of the advantages and disadvantages to an interest-only mortgage because it's really important that you understand both sides of the coin. I'm not saying that this isn't this is something that you shouldn't use. You definitely shouldn't use it if you don't have an exit strategy. You need to have an exit strategy for sure. 
but there is a place for interest-only mortgages. And hopefully by going through some of the advantages and disadvantages of, of an interest-only mortgage, you'll be able to do some further research so that you can kind of decide whether if you are a first-time buyer and actually going for an interest-only mortgage is a great way for you to get on the property ladder to get yourself started, you may decide that that's the best thing for you. But again, you need to have a exit strategy. So let's just start with some of the advantages of an interest-only mortgage. Now, the first one is you're going to have lower monthly costs. So as we've already alluded in the example that I gave, you know, you've borrowed £180,000. You're only paying the interest at 2.5%, which means that your monthly payments are going to be significantly lower than if you were to pay the interest and some of the capital. And that can be good again, for first-time buyers or for people who perhaps want to go into an investment property where they want to maximize the amount of yield or return that they're able to achieve on a particular property. I see a lot of people in the investment side, when the people are buying, you know, buy-to-lets to build a property portfolio. Some of them will have uh, interest only because in the long term, they don't really intend to hold on to the properties much longer. They have an extra strategy where they will sell the, those properties at some point in the future. If it is your residential home and you know that you're going to be living in this, or maybe you're going to trade up after a few years, you need to think very, very carefully about it. But from an affordability point of view, in terms of your costs, when you're budgeting, you know, looking at your finances, seeing what you can afford, an interest-only mortgage can make your personal finances be a little bit more affordable or workable because you're not paying the full interest and some capital repayments as well. And I think it is important to kind of understand as well, and I might do a separate episode on this, on a uh, full repayment mortgage, there is something called amortization, which is where the lenders will take a lot of their interest up front. So for, for example, in the first two to three years of your of your mortgage, you're probably paying more interest than you are capital. I'm on the fence <laughs> about that. It's a it's a very, very controversial uh, principle, which is applied to mortgages. I can understand it on the side of the lender, but at the same time, as a consumer, it's actually quite it's quite annoying to know that you're paying a lot of the interest up front and very, very little of your capital. In fact, you start to pay off your capital quite significantly towards the end of your mortgage term. And that's a really important factor. But for an interest-only mortgage, you don't have to worry about the amortization because you're only paying the interest. But it's important to understand, yes, it's going to be lower costs. Potentially, you need to have a plan for it. The second advantage is you have greater flexibility. So if you're on a full repayment mortgage, and let's just say, let's make some numbers up here, okay? You borrowed £180,000. Let's just say your interest-only mortgage payments for uh, the £180,000 uh, come to something like £200, right? If you want a full repayment mortgage, and I'm making up these numbers, maybe £350. You know, you have flexibility where you can start off at the lower amount of £200, but if you wanted to, you can overpay the mortgage. And a lot of people that I know who use uh, interest-only mortgages, particularly for investment portfolios, sometimes will actually overpay the mortgage so that they're getting ahead and eating into that capital, right? But you have to be intentional about doing that. So it gives you greater flexibility because unlike a full repayment mortgage, you're locked in at £350. That is your baseline that you have to pay. So having greater flexibility to pay more when you want to, starting from a low base, is a really good advantage to actually have. And the third advantage is, especially if you're using it for as an investment property, you know, to a certain extent, even for residential property, better cash flow. We've already alluded to the fact that you're going to be paying less. So from a 
budgeting point of view, you should have better cash flow within your personal finances as well. Let's move on to some of the disadvantages. I'm going to give you three. So three and three feel like a nice number. There are more disadvantages and advantages, by the way, but please use this as a, as a means to do further research. So one of the disadvantages, you know, there's a repayment risk. And this is where, this is what this customer, this potential client was, was looking at, a repayment risk. How are you going to pay back the capital? How are you going to pay back that £180,000 if you've done what this client has done and simply just renewed uh, interest-only mortgage for the last 20, 20 odd years, only paying down the interest. You may think that this is not common, but believe me, it is. And it's so easy to do. And this is why it's important to have this information. Unfortunately, the reality is that a lot of people, because they don't understand, or maybe it wasn't explained to them how an interest-only mortgage works, they're very, very surprised when they hear, well, actually, you've got to pay back £108,000. It does happen. It happens a lot. It's not common. And I have to say here as well, if you find yourself or you know someone who's in this kind of position, please don't be ashamed. The most important thing is to take action, and we'll talk about some action points a bit later on. But there is a repayment risk. How are you going to pay it back? Unfortunately, if you're at a certain age, remortgaging can be a little bit difficult, particularly if you don't have any pension uh, or pension uh, retirement funding option. So you haven't got a large pension that can serve as an income to service your mortgage repayment. It could be very, very tricky. Another advantage is obviously the refinancing risk. And I've kind of already just alluded to this in that last last bit of that, that first point. If you're of, you know, the age of 65, 63, you can probably only, only get a mortgage up to 68, maybe 70. So if you owe £180,000, well, the maximum mortgage term you could go for is going to be around about, what, seven, seven years, eight years roughly. So when you do the maths, your mortgage payment is going to be pretty large. So you need to be able to have enough income at that stage in life to be able to make those mortgage payments. And it's always worthwhile remembering, which is why they always put this in any mortgage content or any mortgage documents. If you do miss payments, they have the right to repress, repossess your property. So again, you need to have a really nice, easily understood strategic exit strategy for interest only. The last uh, disadvantage is the fact that you have the risk of negative equity. And this can happen in a forward payment mortgage as well. But the danger is even more acute when it comes to an interest only mortgage. Let's Again, just use this example. You've you've borrowed one hundred and eighty thousand pounds. Let's just say the market crashes and your home is only worth one hundred and seventy thousand pounds after five years of you taking up this mortgage. On a full repayment mortgage, you probably would have paid down a little bit more than it, what the value of the property has dropped. But because you're an interest only, you've not paid down any of the capital. You're at larger risk of negative equity being in that kind of position. It doesn't happen often because you know you're looking at pretty much the decline of the housing market. I mean, 2007, 2008, and I can probably mention some crises beforehand where people did face negative equity. We haven't seen it uh, in most, what, the last 10 years or so, but it does happen, but you do have that risk. And again, this is why it's really important to have an exit strategy. So let's talk a little bit about action points, okay? Look, if you do know anyone, so you might have family, you might have friends, you might have, I don't know, acquaintances who are on an interest-only mortgage, I think it's important to have this conversation with them, you know, maybe get them to listen to this podcast. 
um, because it is very, very, very important that they understand the risk that they have. For a lot of people, they don't have £180,000 lying around or whatever it is that the capital, original capital amount was to purchase this house, right? So if they don't, they're then faced with really stark decisions. And some people are going to be okay with maybe selling a property, downsizing, but there are so many other factors outside of your control at that point. I mean, you're really relying on the fact that your property is as appreciated in value. And luckily for the person I spoke to last week, the property had, had appreciated handsomely because it was in London. There was probably about £400,000 worth of equity in that. But if it's your residential home, for example, you know, the thought of selling your home that you've lived in for so many years that maybe you have raised family in, that they've raised family in, may not be something that they necessarily want to do. It is a big decision. It's a big life change. And so if you do have anyone who you may think or you've heard conversations where you know they're on interest-only mortgages, then please get them to listen to this. The important thing is that they go and speak to their provider or they go and speak to a mortgage professional to, con- to, to explore what the options are to move from an interest-only mortgage into a full repayment mortgage. And just to give you a warning up front, the monthly payments are going to increase and you have to be prepared for that. Um, And that's where personal finance and budgeting and all the stuff that I talk about in my book becomes really, really important because you need to have your personal finances in in good condition to be able to adjust to that increase. And that's the other danger of you know of an interest-only mortgage. One of the reasons why people often just stay on the interest-only mortgage is because they become accustomed to paying that lower amount because they're not paying off any of the capital. And the thought of having to pay an extra 100, 200, maybe 300 pounds, depending on the size of the mortgage, becomes something that actually, when they look at their finance, because they've never paid it before, they can't quite afford it or they feel that they can't afford it in the moment, albeit they would survive. It's a really tough decision, but a decision that needs to be made sooner rather than later. If you are young, if you're a first-time buyer or let's just say you've bought your first home and you took out an interest-only mortgage because it was the best way for you to get on the ladder, it's really, really important that when your initial deal ends, so you may have gone into a two-year, three-year, five-year fixed deal, it's really important that you reevaluate the, the mortgage that you go into. I would strongly encourage you to get off interest-only mortgage and get into a full repayment mortgage. Look at it this way. If you stayed in this house for 10, 15 years, do you want to, have, do you want to look back knowing that all you've done is pay the interest on the mortgage and line the pockets of the mortgage lender because the interest it's all profit think about it that way is it a real is it a clever utilization of your cash or is it money down the pan that's the way to think of it and if you did take that one step further and assume you bought your first your first home and it's your dream home it's where you're going to raise your family at the end of it all do you want to be in a position where you still owe the £180,000 that you borrowed to purchase the house in the first place? The answer to that for many people is no. And so if that is the answer, a full repayment mortgage is where you need to be because it's going to allow you to pay the full balance owed on that mortgage when you come to the end of your mortgage term. And maybe you're looking to step back and take life a little bit more leisurely. So, 
that's the that's the conversation this week. If you do have questions, I would love to receive them. Uh, let me know what you think. Um, but I hope you found this useful. And remember, money is a tool, life is for living. This podcast is all about helping you to be discerning of the information and for you to make better decisions. And I hope that I've been able to do that with this episode this week. Enjoy your week. We'll catch you next Monday.